Check, check, check. I'm going to try and um, keep my voice low. You just don't know how far sound carries. And uh, this is such a quiet campground. It's about, uh, I don't know, what is it, 10 in the morning? Yeah, almost quarter to 10 on... um, Tuesday, July 13th, August 13th, July 13th, and I'm here at Bon Echo, as I was last night when I talked to you. Uh, I had a beautiful fire going. I um, got a few logs from Francis, a ruby, and uh, gosh, they burn nicely. And I brought I brought them out of the road trick, and I there was one big one left at the end. It was it was midnight and I was down to coals. Uh, no, I don't I don't need to stay up later. I wasn't drinking. I, w- I once again I brought out a can of beer, but never opened it, and instead drank some grapefruit juice, and finished the night with a bottle of cold water. Now, this is a sensible behavior, of course, and it's also a sign of um, maybe a slight change. Like, I don't have to get howling drunk around a campfire. I don't. Period. Now, if I was with friends, like Barnacle Bill suggested, well, if I was there, you know, it'd be a roaring fire. And I thought of him, and I thought of that, throwing on that extra log and making it bigger and having a beer for old time's sake. And there was nothing in it for me. There was no reason to do that. No. I've got a nice fire. I'm really tired. Um, let's just watch it right die down just to those last few chunks of coal. And, uh, that's exactly what I did. And then went to bed. And, um, I'd I'd sat in silence the whole time by the fire, which was nice. And then went to bed and plugged in the earbuds and listened to Love Forever Changes again. By God, that, that, I never tire of that. There's such a rich texture of sounds in there that when the horns come in and it, it just it's quite an amazing amazingly well produced um, album you know not that I know anything about production values but just it sounds great and I and I was I was thinking with some joy that we discovered that back sort of when it was new I guess so it came out in 67 it was probably 1970, uh, maybe before that, when Martin from uh, NDG introduced me to it, said, you got to listen to this album. And bam, I was hooked, and I turned my friends onto it, and uh, that was that. Um, an interesting thing while I was at the uh, fire, I nodded off... Uh, at least a dozen times, and by nodded off, I was aware of the process. I'd be sitting there, calm, looking at the fire, and then I'd be... Uh, it, it's so hard to explain. I'd be aware of the thoughts I was having, like I was the thought, I was living the thought. 
And then I'd, I'd come to a point, the thought would go on for like a, a few chains, a few sentences maybe, a, you know, a, a, an image, like a dream. And then I would realize just, just after the very short spell, hey, wait a minute, you're not awake. You're not you know, aware of the guy sitting in the chair at the fire. You're not, you're not him. You're, you've gone. Yourself has gone with these thoughts. And if I didn't stop it then, I would be asleep sitting by the fire. And so each time I pulled back and it, it happened, like I was counting them. And I would say, that's another one. And the voice that said, that's another one, was the voice of Ken uh, aware, awake, sitting at the fire. But they were so sneaky. You'd be sitting there thinking, looking at the coals. And next thing, you're inside this other, <laughs> this land. You're inside your head. You're inside this thought. You're off in a different place altogether. With and and then you become aware of oh this is of a bizarre place to be wait a minute and you'd pull out anyway I, I I failed to explain that the way I was hoping I could but I couldn't explain it last night either I was just very much aware of exactly what was happening and uh, and I think that's what told me okay you don't need, you're passing out by the fire you don't need another drink you don't need another toke although I mean part of this was because I had. Uh, smoked a, a wee Bob Dylan, a little jay I had rolled the night before at the cottage. Ooh. And on my last cup of coffee, I made a pot today. Sometimes I'm too lazy and just make me instant in the microwave, but today, no, no, no. I knew last night, get up, make yourself a pot of coffee. So... It's an overcast day. There was a little, just a few sprinklings, very light of rain during the night. But what was really nice is, again, I know how to camp. I know what I'm doing. So, you know, as I'm tired, sitting by the fire, dozing off, I realize, okay, you got a lot of things to do here. Bring back, I had two chairs out. So, all right, bring back one of the chairs, fold it up, put it back in the car, then I got a box of fire starter stuff, egg cartons and paper and some wood and kindling. All right, now bring that out. Put it, you don't want to put it in the road truck because it'll just be in the way. Put it beside the uh, the rear wheel, you know, under the tarp or, or the uh, awning. Uh, put the footstool there, you know, and and lean, collapse the chair and lean it against the door. Anyway, <laughs> I know what I'm doing. And and last night, God, I was, I was dwelling on, a, on, a, on an Alan Watts passage about there being no self. There isn't. There was just the experience. Gosh, I, I wish I could find that. And, and it was so real. Yeah, that is what I'm experiencing. There is no such thing as Ken Bowl. It, it was, it was, believe me, I mean, you know, hey, all right. I'm tired. I'm sitting by a fire. I've had a joint. But, uh, <laughs> I'm quite aware. Right, this is my story. What have I got here? Alan Watt. Come on, come on, come on. There must be a way of finding things easily. 
of my own story. Yeah, I'll I'll get back to it, but it, it was the essence was there isn't a you experience in the experience. There is only the experience. There is only. It's so hard to, especially by the light of day, to 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 bring that back, to recapture that idea. It, I guess it, it's all about all of what's things are on this central theme. There's no separation of self from life, from experience. There's no separation. There, it, you are that. Are you that experience? All right. Okay. Sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna park this. I'm gonna find the quote later on and and read it to you, um, and see if it makes sense to you. But anyway, that's the kind of I guess I was just aware. Maybe I was looking for something more. I was looking for okay. What's the big? What's the breakthrough here? What What am I supposed to be feeling now, sitting on this last day? I, I there's no excitement. Do you need excitement? No. Um, what do you need out of it? Well, you just you just need just to be here now. That was it. Be here now. And, of course, you know that mantra. Um, your friend and mine, Richard Alpert, a.k.a. Baba Ramdas. Uh, they've dropped the Baba now. On his, uh, it wasn't good marketing, I don't think. I've become quite cynical about Ram Dass and his whole empire and his life in Japan. He's passed on, I think. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I think he was gone long ago. But uh, I got. What would it be to confront Ram Dass with? Um, oh, now I'm going to forget his name. The guy who. Oh, with Terence McKenna. The, the drug advocate, because Ram Dass he said, no, you know, you draw, he did the drugs and so on, but he went and found his guru in India. But uh, McKenna was just a, an advocate of, no, keep taking the drugs. This is the, the, here's the answer. Here's the, these are the things that will point you in the right direction. And uh, it would it, be quite in contrast. It would not, it would not, it would not have been pleasant. <sighs> I'm rambling, yeah. I did notice... Um, that when I when somebody if somebody asks me a question or if I have the floor, I go on for quite some time, and I think there is a tendency for some people to uh, to lose interest, to uh, um, you know be distracted by something else happening, and I'm always at first just a little bit insulted, like, "Hey, you're not listening to my story. I'm 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 a, I'm, a, I'm I'm crafting a good story here. I've got a." A point here that I'm getting to, but it takes a little while to get to it. And if that person stops to do something else or notices something else in the middle, I feel I've wasted my investment. It's been wasted, and I'm I'm a little put out. Um, and then I realize, no, wait a minute, now you're a bit long-winded. People have only so much patience. What you had to say really wasn't all that important anyway, and who cares? And 
you know, you don't have the right to hold the floor for that long. I, I'm being truthful here, folks. I mean, that that's that's quite an awareness. That's quite a quite a, an observation, long overdue. I, I think I've had that observation many, many times. Hey, shut up, bull. We've heard you. Yeah, your stories aren't so special. We've got stories too. Um, I did um this weekend let my friend uh, Kevin tell his stories and and I was I think I was a good listener and I asked questions about the stories and I I got to know him and his wife and his life and his history much better uh that was good I knew that was the thing to do not because it was the right thing to do because it was well because it was the right thing to do not for any moral obligation just because yeah I wanted to know I want to understand this person better who they are and uh, and at the end uh, it, it was this was something new folks this was some going to a friend's place you've never stayed you the, the longest you've stayed has been two hours in a um a zoom conference or a um a men's group meeting and then once a couple of hours on a front porch just having a, a talk during covid and then a weekend two nights and obviously you know i got to know much, much more. The fuller, the whole, the bigger, the whole person. Uh, and, and that's kind of neat. And um, it's just one more friendship that's out there. Wow, that's a score. That's a win. That's good. So, where are we now? Uh, still rambling? Yeah, well, that's what I do. And I mean, that's why I have the Dixon Jane's podcast and don't have guests because I need all this time to talk. I do think in words, and I was explaining that to Kevin, that I'm, sometimes I'm troubled by them. Like, I see the words in my head. Like, I, I, I think in sentences. I don't know about the rest of you out there, but... Uh, and and they're fully constructed. Um, there was a moment as we were going across Crotch Lake, fairly high speed, and he points out a rock ahead... And suddenly I have this vision. We hit the rock, the bolt, you know, shatters or whatever. Anyway, I'm knocked out. And I'm going down. I didn't have my life jacket on at this point. It was at my feet. You know, he asked, do you want it? And I said, I want it close by, but I don't need to be wearing it. I mean, there's no way this these little fishing boats don't tip. There's not a canoe. Um, but I had this just momentary vision and pictured myself the horror, the horror of going down in this lake, of being aware I'm going down, and maybe I'm picturing Kevin sort of struggling to try and reach me and get me, but I know I'm drowning in that instant. Now, that was a, like a full-fledged cinematic moment of where my thoughts took me. Um, and I I told him, I said, yeah, this, this is just, this is how I think. I think in words, and I, I see these pictures. And boy, that picture was, ooh, that, I did not want to drown. That was, ooh, what a, for me, the worst possible way to go. Um, and shared it with him. And he, he immediately, oh, sorry, sorry, and slowed the boat down. I said, no, no, you don't, you don't have to. It's done. It's just that's, that's the way my brain works. You know, I, I've got lots of pictures, lots of words, lots of sentences, lots of stories. It's always busy. I wish I could just shut the fuck up for a while and, you know, just... Just be, and, and, and that's what I worked on. I, I spent a lot of the time, well, no, 
well, I did. I spent a lot of the time just enjoying sitting in the front of the boat. You know, just there's no windscreen. There's nothing. It's just a, an open hull. You're sitting there, chest to the wind, and uh, wearing my wonderful um, gray sweatshirt, my favorite piece of clothing, and uh, a good hat on with a string under the neck. You know, my the one, uh, the Australian one I got, my whatever you call them. Uh, and just feeling the breeze and no sound but the motor motoring across that lake and just that the wonderful sensation of a little bit of speed, a little bit of wind against your face. Uh, the sun was behind the clouds, but it was, you know, there's still the, the daylight, the, the, just this open sense of a long way to go on a big lake. Uh, and, and it was it was joyous. It was wonderful. And I was at the same time I was experiencing that. My brain, this self, this thing that detaches itself from the experience, was trying to hold on to the experience. Was saying, "How can I keep this? How can I hold this now? How can I?" It's almost like you're wanting to turn up the volume to fully or fine tune to fully. Okay, I just want this this sensation now. I want to be in. I don't want to be taken out of it. I don't want a voice interpreting it. I don't want sentences creating it. But at the same time, exactly what I'm doing is trying to capture it. And that's a mistake. You just have to experience the passing, fleeting, flowing, ever-dissolving moment. Be in it, knowing you can't hold it. And I know that. I've known that for for decades. But there's always that little sense of how to capture it, you know? How to capture something you, you, you're not supposed to capture. And I guess that's what the letters are about. Anyway, there. Now I'm satisfied. Now I, I feel I've actually explained myself. To myself, perhaps. Um, and that was... Maybe that's a continuation from the thoughts last night. What is it you do when you're camping alone? Well, you you reflect. You sit by a fire. You got something close by, a drink or a smoke or whatever you need. You're even your damn cell phone. Or your recorder. All these extras that take you out of yourself. But you sit there and you uh, you reflect. You look into the coals and you and you you think, what am I hearing? What am I seeing? What am I smelling? What am I tasting? What's what is this moment? What will tomorrow bring? What do I have to do now? And the answer to what do I have to do now is experience now. It was kind of a nice scene. A, a woman pushing a baby carriage and a little boy with a little plastic wheelbarrow walking beside her, towing his little his little wagon. I saw other families going by with two kids sitting in the wagon. and You know, the young families. Um, and, you know, he called over. He liked my rig. Isn't that great? What a simple setup. And it is. People recognize this road trek. Wow. You plug that baby in and you're good to go. 
I unplug it and you're good to go. That's what I'll be doing later, but it's only 10 o'clock now and I don't have to leave till 2. And uh, 2 o'clock would get me home at 5, and now it's home at 5. I, I kind of like to, uh, I probably should leave beyond the road by 1. Part of, part of, part of doing these things is, is there's, there is a certain amount of mapping out. What route am I going to take? Um, how long will it take? You know, what time will I arrive? What do I want to do before I leave? And what I want to do today is walk a little more, try, you know, put a little effort into it. Uh, just behind me, very short distance, is the um, family beach area, the main beach. And that's not the one I want. I want the uh, upper Mazinaw Lake with the cliffs. That uh, I, I podcast from there last time I was here which was not long ago. And uh, I want to just look at those cliffs again. It's, I may eventually drive to that parking lot, but I'm curious to know if I can walk to it today. So that that's that's my goal. That's my task. I've had a boiled egg. I've heated up a sausage in the microwave. I've got half a banana right beside me. The first thing to do is finish off this coffee. I'm glad I made a whole pot. Got three cups out of it. And uh, I've got to tell you one more thing. Am I ever enjoying uh, the Tom Wolfe book, uh, The Bonfire of the Vanities? My God, what a writer. I, I The descriptive power is incredible. It's got humor, but so much richness. And, and it's just what what a skill to have. This guy is a writer. I haven't read... I guess you'd call it popular fiction for uh, for quite a while, but my God, is this ever well done? And, and you're just you're engrossed in the characters, the story. Um, I'm you know almost I'm racing up there, page 165. So I've got a a long way to go. What is it? It's uh, 500, 600. Oh boy, I got another 500 pages to go. But um, that's that's just great. This is again. This is the one I got from the library that I, and that was another turning point. Hey, you don't have to buy the book. You can get it from the library. Start doing that, buddy. That makes sense. Saves you money. And uh, yeah. All right. So, Scarborough dude from Bon Echo signing off. Um, hope you understood what I was talking about or. Made a, at least made a little effort to listen. Jesus, come on. I'm making an effort to explain. A lazy effort sometimes, but hey, what do you want for nothing? Buy a Fortnite. Oh yeah, just a little uh, little plug. I have not yet listened, but I do understand that uh, uh, the Virtual Youper has put out podcast episode number 400. And when you get to these numbers, you you know somebody might put a little more effort into it, or might you know there be, might be some significance to it. So uh, I'm looking forward to listening to that, Michael. Just so you know, in case you're listening to this, we care. Scarborough dude, signing off. Okay, I'm back. Listen, I just found the passage by Alan Watts. I'm going to read it to you. I'm going to read it slowly. Um, and who knows, maybe on post 
Uh, post-recording, maybe I'll uh, slow it down. I don't know. Anyway, I'm just going to read it. So, We are living in a culture entirely hypnotized by the illusion of time in which the so-called present moment is felt as nothing but an infinitesimal hairline between an all-powerfully causative past, causative past and an absorbingly important future. We have no present. Our consciousness is almost completely preoccupied with memory and expectation. We do not realize that there never was, is, nor will be any other experience than present experience. We are therefore out of touch with reality. We confuse the world as talked about, described, and measured with the world which actually is. We are sick with a fascination for the useful tools of names and numbers, of symbols, signs, conceptions, and ideas. Period. All right, uh, again, that was Alan Watts. Um, it certainly means... It, it's just it's just that thing about there only is now, this moment, as I sit here with my feet up on my footstool, comfortably talking into a digital recorder here in Bon Echo Park. Uh, this moment which will become another and another and another as I pick up my cane and walk down the lane and expose myself to a new reality. All right, I'll leave it there. Uh, by the way, I also picked up the Miller book. Maybe I'll give you a quote from the Miller book, too. To, uh, I don't know if they balance things out, but it's it's interesting. I'm talking about his Paris years. This is the new book I bought. Um... Miller believed that only the individual could be saved from the fate that awaited mass man, a fate that he likened to a living death in which people mechanically lived their lives in obedience to ignorant and inhuman taboos. Um, social movements, political revolutions only produced more of the same. For Miller, the only way to individuation, individuation, was through art, and it was the role of the artist to point the way for others by being an example of how to escape the prevailing system and achieve personal freedom. Miller's descent to a life without hope, a life without past or future, on the streets of Paris, was a demonstration of how far he was willing to go in order to be free. Now, that passage, uh, for you discerning listeners, is reflecting exactly what I just read in Alan Watts. Um, he put himself into the present and in uh, all its uh, ugliness. He had a dark side, for sure. He just he hated his mother, he hated his past, he hated the times into which he was born. 
um, society would just continue to rot and decay. Uh, and its individual members would continue to live incompletely in a state of chronic dissatisfaction. So this is sort of a, a leading up to the time of uh, Tropic of Cancer being published. Uh, a lot of people feel his writing at his best at that point. But uh, anyway, uh, there's a lot of just richness. I'm glad I have this book and I'm glad to have uh, adopted Henry Miller as a as also a guide the way I have Alan Watts. I'll leave that with you. Bye for now. You get a bell this time. That means <clears throat> I'm in the little Toyota parked in uh, ooh, Thompson Park. There was a handicapped spot I pulled up to, and it was right beside the ice cream truck, of course, with its generator going full. So I thought, hey, yeah, we're not parking there. So I went to the other end of the parking lot, and I'm parked beside, well, two cars over from a Dodge Ram 1500 Hemi 5.7 liter with the radio on so goddamn loud. And the window only opened a crack, but all I can hear is this fucking radio that he's playing. Oh, I don't know. People, people, people. So, I'm gonna, this is, this is going to be the end of uh, this particular podcast. I guess uh, 851, I think. I don't know. Maybe. Hang on while I get a sip of my iced coffee. Oh, that's still a good deal to me, the $1 at uh, McDonald's. Um, this time, I was in line to order, and you know, you normally, that's going to take your order. But while I was waiting, because there was a lot of cars, I went straight to the app and ordered online with the app. And then they just give you a number, and you tell that to the person there. It's already paid for. Very simple, and it just seemed simpler for some reason to use than the Tim Hortons app. Like, this was a breeze. So, I don't know. Anyway... Uh, just showing you that I'm making progress with online ordering. Uh, it's a hot day. It's Wednesday, July 14th, I think. So this means, yeah, I am uh, COVID effective. I've had, uh, I've had my, both my shots. God damn, that's fucking loud. I've had both my shots. And, um... And it's two weeks after the last shot. It just, fuck, calm, damn it. It's talk radio, too. Anyway, this is no better, so who am I to complain? Oh, fuck, I've got to the goddamn window. I can't stand it. Jesus fucking Christ, man. All right, all right, all right. Jeez, one thing at a fucking time. Ugh. Guess I'm a little grumpy. Um... Well, today I had two things on the list. Uh, wait for my call from my doctor to uh, order my new, renew my um, accessible, you know, parking permit. And uh, pick up the vacuum cleaner. I did both. Um, the doctor thing, I realized, you know, I better, I should check online to see what's involved in getting a new accessible parking pass. 
And it was all so easily done online. Renewal, yep, bam, this is what you need. License number, number from your last one, and, uh, you know, home and address and so on. And it's done. Just in a couple of minutes. And uh, I even filled out the survey after saying, yeah, success on all counts. You did a nice job of making something very easy to operate for anybody. Um, So that's done. And then the doctor called and uh, I said, okay, I don't need to plead that thing anymore. But I do need to know what the hell is going on with me. And he says, well, this is sensory neuropathy. And I've already used that word. I have bilateral neuropathy and deadening of the the nerve in the because of the spinal stenosis in my spine. The nerve is was pinched or dead or whatever. It's not working. My feet aren't getting the signals, and so maybe this drop foot was just sort of the beginning of the stop, the start of that. I don't know, or it's a separate thing altogether. But whatever the case. Uh, I've always had that problem. And I focused so much on the, after that I had the knee replacement, focused so much on exercising that, I really neglected the balance issue. And I know they gave me exercises to do, to teach my brain. And I didn't follow up on that. Um, this weekend when I was camping and when I stayed with my friend uh, Kevin, I was really aware of, wow. I mean, I was taking certain routes to avoid stairs, uh, I needed help getting in and out of that boat. Uh, they were, you know, you could tell they were <laughs> concerned about, hey, you know, watch. And Kevin says, hey, if you have a shower and if anything falls, don't don't bend down to pick it up. Just don't worry about it. Uh, for fear of falling. And like I say, at night when it's dark, you know, I, I wow, it's really tricky getting out of the chair. So... Uh, Anyway, I was very direct about, you know, is this going to get worse? Oh, yeah. Any uh, cure for this? No. Any surgery? No. Uh, Will it get to the point where I won't be able to walk? Yeah, probably. This is my doctor who's very matter-of-fact, and and I don't mind that. You know, there was no avoiding this. There was no getting around you know, oh yeah, you'll be fine. Give it another few weeks. No, this is this is not going to be fine. This is going to get worse. So it's a, it's um it's a realism, a reality. I don't know. Maybe I've I've been avoiding. I mean, I know I talk about it a lot. You know about it, so I have been talking about it on this uh, podcast. Uh, but this was a real, this was, this brought it home. Okay. This is going to get worse. I am going to become, I'm going to be able to do fewer and fewer things. Uh, quick exchange with my friend Rob in Singapore, Singapore, formerly Singapore, now Northern Thailand, uh, has always extended a very generous invitation. Come and see him and see his new place. And I think, yeah, that'd be so cool. But back of my mind, I've always, mm, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. And now I'm really thinking, no, any overseas travel, I'm I'm done. I, I don't, you know, it just everything involves walking. And I don't want to be the person that has a wheelchair waiting for me at the airport, you know, to uh, get me through customs. I don't want to face that deal with that. What I, what I have to do is tell my wife, look, I really don't want you ended up, you know, looking after me and... Uh, I just don't want it to get to that point. And I saw, I don't know. I'm just, 
Oh, that's good. Nice coffee. Sharing a little with you because, um, yeah, I already have up to this point. But today was, okay, let's go now. Let's uh, let, let's see. This is, this is for real. This is not going to get better. This is going to get worse. So what should you do? And I have a referral from a year ago uh, to go back to Providence where they do physiotherapy. Um, and I did call today. I did not get a return call yet. Um, but I have to. And everybody says, oh, we get in the, the swimming programs. Yeah, I have to do that too. Uh, you know, the water therapy type stuff. Um, so I will follow up. I'll call again tomorrow if I don't hear back. Uh, and maybe start because the problem is not just that there's a pinched nerve, but the brain is shut. The brain is saying, "Hey, fuck you!" You know, this is this, this is. Again, you can't trust that leg. You're you're not going to move that way. You're not going to go here. You're not going to live. You're not going to live. You're not going to go up those steps. No, I'm not letting you. So it's it's a weird thing, but it's uh, you know the brain is now involved. It isn't just the uh, the the one nerve. I think I've been locating. Oh, it's just a bad nerve. You know, a bad cell. It's not getting the message. But no, it's the brain now is is heavily involved. Anyway, I'm not, you know, I just wanted to get that out of the way. I picked up the vacuum. cost me $175, basically, to replace a battery. Like, $175 for a fucking battery? And that's what the vacuum's based on. Hey, it's a, it's a cordless vacuum. You need a battery. So I don't know why the uh, one we had lasted as, as little... Or had as short a life as it did, but uh, he's got another, and he showed me, and uh, so I just hope for a little longer life this time. I said, can you overcharge him? No, 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 that shuts down. So, um, that's done. Uh, and now, God, now it's too fucking hot. Come on, come on, go over these fucking windows. Oh, great, I get talk radio again. Oh. I guess maybe underneath all this, I'm irritated. I'm, I'm, I'm pissed. Like this sound, this coming from this truck, it's really fucking annoying me. It, it's talk radio to start with, but it's like, why, does, why do you need it that fucking loud? Okay. So, where does that leave us? Well, that leaves, all I want to do today now is finish... Uh, my podcast. Oh, one more update. Remember all the fuss I had about ordering a scam a scanner and it was a scammer. Instead, I didn't get my scanner, I got scammed. Got my money back and today I ordered or a few weeks ago I ordered a real one. And uh, it came just before I left and it's wonderful. It works just as advertised. So I was able to get a few old pictures, you know. I mean, if a slide is poorly exposed and shitty, you're going to get a, a shitty end result anyway. But there are some adjustments for lighting and, uh, you know, the various tones and so on. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm pleased with it. And it's easy enough to operate. And you can uh, charge it from your computer and upload directly to your computer. Just copies of a folder. And then you drag and drop and edit with whatever you've got on your computer for editing. So uh, I was able to share a couple with uh, Barnacle Bill of the old days back when we were all camping. That one went back to 1980, trip to Vancouver Island in 1979, I think. So now I've got a lot of slides to go through. And uh, I think these are the kind of things tied into what I was talking about, um, um, not being able to function so well anymore. Um, 
that I've got to take care of things so that it isn't all left to my wife to do. So I really do. I look at my room and it's just files everywhere. I mean, I got medical files in three separate locations. That's ridiculous. And it, it just takes a little discipline. It's okay. Today, this is what I have to do. Uh, today is not going to be the day. I've done my t- I've done my quota for uh, for things today. Uh, and we'll move on from there. Told my wife. Told my son. My uh, doctors. Uh, not that you know whatever he said. And I will. Uh, share it with my wife today but I think my wife is way ahead of the game I think she's known longer than I have uh, given that she works with old people and sees everything that happens when you get older although the people she works with are 80, 90, 100 and I'm only 73 and the other reality and the thing I always say and I mean it wholeheartedly um, I don't know many people my age who don't have something or other uh, that they're dealing with, uh, you all are going to pay your dues. And, uh, you know, hey, this one's not so bad. I'm not in any pain. My brain is not turned to mush yet. So uh, I'm okay with all that. So that's it. I'm going to end. I'm going to get home and um, finish my coffee, get home, and uh, put this into a podcast, put out tomorrow. So another uh, shout out to Rob Rob has said, hey, let's chat. And today was a day I just... Uh, uh, yeah, I guess it just didn't feel like a chat, given uh, I'm still digesting um, current situation, digesting the reality that I already knew but kind of avoided uh, facing up to. All right. God, dog's barking now. All right, Scarborough Dude. Um, all's well, <laughs> other than all that shit. Signing off, I'm going to get back to I'm really, really, really enjoying uh, Bonfire of the Vanities. What, a writer, I've told you that already from the camping, that little holiday I took, those are the things I can do. And the fact that I was able to just so easily pull into Bon Echo, plug it in, get the wood out, get a fire lead out, start the fire when it was time without any trouble, uh, you know, get my meals and have the benefit of having this road trek. And again, I know when I bought this, it'll be five years ago this fall. I've only done, uh, gosh, it just turned 98,000. I've only done 54,000 kilometers. 50, no, maybe 44,000 kilometers. That's right. I've only done 44,000 kilometers since I got the thing. Wait, I said, no, no. Come on, let's, let's work on this a little later. 15, maybe 48,000 kilometers, okay? Somewhere around there. I've done about 48,000 kilometers since buying it. Yeah, and that's not a whole lot. But uh, the thing is, this will serve me well until the day comes. You know, who knows when. Uh, when I'm going to have to uh, sell it. And uh, you'll be sure uh, to hear about that, too. Maybe there's a buyer out there. Hmm. Scarborough Dude, signing off. Bye for now. Take two. Yeah, I pushed the wrong button and uh, stopped myself. 
I am uh, podcasting you from the Cineplex Odeon Theater out um, east end of Scarborough. It's very close to the 401. This is the one we used to come to because it was always cheaper than the ones at uh, Scarborough Town Center. And uh, when I was taking the kids to movies, it, this is such a, a nostalgic feeling, like, wow. They were just kids. It was a big deal going to the movie theater here. And they were always the most uncomfortable seats. I hated it. But uh, we went. And then there came to the point where, you know, kids just didn't want to uh, go to movies with me anymore. And that was that. Uh, I'm out this end of Scarborough because there's a little uh, a shop. It's called a Dollar Power. I used to go there to buy these little Souvenir of Canada keychains for my girls, uh, Kamajo girls, when they visited. They have everything for a house in there. It's just It always amazes me how much they can get into a little store. And uh, I liked the people running it. They just seemed really nice, so I went out of my way to go there. I needed one item, and that is a um, carpet for the road trek for Sal. Um, I had these big plans to take these rubber squares, two-foot-by-two-foot squares cut them, join them together, and make the whole floor out of these things. And it would have been good, but a lot of work, and the cutting wouldn't have been easy. And instead, I went out and I found a six-foot-long carpet, a little narrower than what I wanted, but good enough to cover the main part of the floor. So I took out the old carpets and uh, rolled them up, put them away, and I will clean and shampoo them when the time comes for me to sell the road trek. I'll put back the originals. But for now, I've got this lovely black thing. But there's an entrance way by the door where I always had a carpet. And I forgot that at uh, Kevin's uh, home. God, I hope I'm not repeating myself. I don't know. Uh, and uh, so bought this one. I, I came to this store. I knew they would have exactly what I wanted, and they did. Uh, and it, it just makes me so happy, you know. I didn't want to go to Canadian Tire to buy it which is where I got the other carpet, because I had a $25 credit on a plastic card, gift card, so I used that. The meaningless to you details of my life. But it's time for me to uh, record a little bit here and uh, tidy up whatever this podcast is. All of what you've just heard is kind of leftovers from that camping trip, and I probably could have released it as one long podcast, but uh, I decided not to. So here I am, piecing together. Now I'm back in Scarborough. It is um, Saturday, um, July 17th, and I guess last I spoke to you should have been Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday of this week, um, when I was leaving um, Bon Echo. So maybe that's it. Anyway, you fill in the blanks. What the hell does it matter? I had a lot of things I wanted to talk about, so I'll get I'll get them out of the way. Uh, one of them was the renaming of Dundas Street. Now this is I talked about it before. I probably ranted. It bothered me so much because it's simply the right thing to do. He was a, a politician, and he did not hasten the end of slavery in England. He passed a law that may have made it last longer. And so researchers have gone and said, well, this many people, you know, 
could have been free except for this man, so we can't have a street in Toronto named after him. Well, fact of the matter is, I've lived here, uh, you know, 20 years. I had no idea who the street was named after, and I'm, I'm sure by far the majority of Torontonians have no idea who is Dundas. And I cannot, I just fucking cannot believe that people looked up at that sign before all this, before all this was publicized all over the internet and thought, oh my God, it, it gives me pain every time I see the name Dundas. It just wasn't. It was politically expedient for the city council to vote a majority. Quite a few didn't vote in favor, but the others did. At a cost six million. Now you know it's going to be way the fuck over six million because people are going to have trouble getting signs down. And uh, my question is, okay, are you going to sell those things? Because a lot of people who've lived in Toronto all their life and don't have a problem with the name Dundas, not caring about who the individual was named after. It's just the name of a street in Toronto. Nobody celebrated. We didn't have a Dundas Day. Anyway, will they sell those? Will people want them as souvenirs? Or will the city say, oh, well, we can't sell these as keepsakes because we're, we're telling everybody what a bad man he was. So that just drives me nuts. But I'm also at the point where, oh, who the fuck cares? Who the fuck cares? I don't fucking care. You know, it won't make a real dent in my uh, um, savings for my tax bill, you know, by having this done six million. I won't even notice it. But, you know, on the other hand, keep it called Dundas. Take six million, set it aside and put it towards something that counts for the native community, for the black community, whoever, or everybody was offended by this, but whoever is most deserving or in need and, and money that could be put towards and let them talk. But instead, no, no, there'll be a council of people from representing the native community and the black community and others, minorities, who have been pained by the name of Dundas, and therefore they will have a choice in what the new name is going to be. So forget Dundas Square, oh, that's gone. And businesses with the name Dundas are now really shafted. Uh, family members, descendants with the name Dundas are, you know, on there. Hey, well, come on. He wasn't that bad, you know. He wasn't a serial killer. He wasn't a, you know. But anyway, anyway, you know, I'm, I'm bothered by the cynicism of it all. It, it's not that I really care that it makes a difference, but it just... It's the smarmy cynicism. Oh, okay. Somebody's complaint. Somebody made a, uh, uh, you know, a petition, and therefore, well, we'll do the right thing. That's our mayor, John Tory. I've I've liked him. I'm liking him a little less, the way he's talked after this. Like, look at what we're doing, and this this is just what people are making fun of. Oh, all the white people are suddenly guilty for everything in the past. So let's make it up by by changing the name of this street. Now you can say. Ken, you got it all wrong, man. You are you just you wouldn't know because you're white and privileged. Yeah, okay. Let's leave it at that. Let's leave it at that. God, I'm exhausted from that. Uh, what else is going on? I watched the sprint today. Formula One is having a Silverstone today, Grand Prix tomorrow. Uh, Formula One, and they have a new thing they're trying out—a sprint. So you have time trials uh, for your position on 
the grid for the sprint, and then you have a 100-kilometer sprint, but you're not allowed to call it a race. It's only a sprint. There's no trophies, but winner gets C points towards, you know, the year's World Drivers' Championship, uh, second two, third one, and then tomorrow is the actual race. So this was a sprint, not allowed to call it a race, but of course it was a race. Uh, and it was kind of fun to watch. Hamilton came second. Verstappen just bam right off the bat past him and uh, took pole position for tomorrow. So I'll be watching that. Um, that won't mean anything to you because that'll all be over by the time this is out. Uh, the flag here is still at half mast. I'm fine with that. Um, could be for the rest of the year. Let's see. I don't think Canada flags are probably selling very well. I know my uh, our local MPP, or MP, I should say, uh, always, you know, offers flags to Canadians. Come on, we'll give you a flag. Just just have to say you want one or want a sign for your lawn. And I bet you the numbers are down this year. Okay, so uh, was there anything else? I'm looking at a Boston pizza, which I don't like. I'm looking at a Kelsey's Original Roadhouse that uh, I guess it's open. I see umbrellas out on the deck. Nobody's here. It's a, kind of a shitty gray day. And it's shitty. I mean, it's sitting in a fucking parking lot beside the 401. Who the fuck wants to sit there? Yeah, all right, I'm grouchy. Um, on, a, on a more positive note, two of my son's friends came by. Uh, kid, guys he's known since elementary school. And I, my son is still in bed sleeping, but they came. And I, I, we talked at the door for, I guess, at least 10 minutes. They were so nice, and it was such a nice thing to talk to somebody younger. And we talked about it. Neither of them have been vaxxed. Uh, neither of them are going to be vaxxed. They had their reasons. They've done research. They explained it uh, from their point of view. Um, and I know when my son says that, I'm a little more judgmental. I, I kind of, well, why aren't you getting vaxxed? You know, you, you know, maybe you should. If you want a job, they might make you get one. Uh, and things sort of reached just a, a stalemate with my son talking about this. But today I listened to his two friends, so maybe it's a little unfair of me that I was judging my son, and then when I find two friends who I respect and think they're level-headed and bright, well-educated kids uh, are also refusing. So I'm trying to cut my own son a little more slack and, uh, you know, hey, that, that's, you know, there is this public pressure, of course, for everybody to have them, but it just seemed it's the older people mainly making the most noise because they're the ones with the most to lose. But anyway, uh, listened. I never. I don't listen to um, Madman, the one that Dave and um, the guy in Halifax do. Steve, the other doctor, the two doctors do. Um, because I've seen, I, I watched it from the beginning when it was new and it was out. And, you know, I I get, I have too many podcasts as it is. But today, for I whatever, listen, because it was about, the background was Kennedy's assassination. And, of course, it made me think of that. Yeah, I was in high school, I remember that. But I do vividly remember the assassination of Lee Harvey Oswald by uh, Jack Ruby in the underground, like this two-bit hood. Like, that, that was incredible on live TV. So, yeah, things I've seen in my lifetime, you wouldn't believe it. Oh, my God, let me tell you. 
Yeah, I guess I'm just. Uh, I got. I guess I got some a few kinks to work out. I think I seem to be more often than not slightly in the doghouse with my wife I, with Nelco. You know, I'm. I mean, most of the time, I think it's due. I'm just not pulling my weight. Um, speaking of which, I did call to um, try and get booked in back to the Falls Prevention Clinic so that I can get some uh, oh, some more exercising done and, and teach, have, be taught what things I should be doing at home. Um, but um, we have to wait till my doctor fills out another form for them. Uh, but I'm taking steps in that direction. This little holiday, I had the five-day holiday, which this is sort of the ending of. By God, it was enjoyable. Um, you know, one of the things I just realized, the whole time I was at Kevin's cottage, and there was four, five young people there, uh, met his brother and wife. I never wore a mask the entire time. Nobody else did. And I didn't really think about it the time. But I realized how nice it was. At some point, it dawned on me, God damn, it's nice not to have to put on a mask. Um, and I'll be glad to get today just to go in shopping, a couple of stores, you know, put the mask on. And then you you forget, you, you're walking back to your car and it's still on and you're, you're, your breathing is not easy. And then you realize, ah, oh, because I'm wearing this fucking mask, damn it. So, uh, boy, I'm sounding crabby, aren't I? That does come with age, but uh, today is a little more... Um, I'm going to have to talk about, uh, talk about that with, um, Brian and John Meadows and meeting them for a beer next week. Um, by the way, today I got out a whole carousel full of slides, many that had been scanned before when I had an old fashioned scanner. So these are going back. These are 1982 uh, up to 82. Um, and it was really fun. They're, they just brought back pictures of guys in the village, the street scenes just in my little village, just a dirt road. And it, again, it was nostalgic. It was like, yeah, I was comfortable walking down those roads and seeing those people. There's a picture of four guys who look pretty rough characters um, outside a palm wine shop. And I would have just sat down with them, you know, and they would have been happy to have me join them for palm wine. I was at home in that little village. It made me think today, damn, you know, um, I have pictures of Agbona, Michael Agbona, the guy who sort of took me around all the time. I'd love to be able to do something for that village, you know, like what, what, what would they need? Where would the money go? Who, who would benefit? If there was some way, you know, I mean, it's probably pointless in making any gift less than a thousand dollars. I don't know what that would get you in Naira, whether, and and could you be sure to get money directed there? Where would it go? I know if the sisters or Catholic fathers were still there, you could direct it to them, but they'd probably want it to go towards a church or school function. And I'm thinking something in the village, of the village people, the children, something, anything, a cause. I'll have to talk about that with some people sometime. Uh, I mean, that would be my village. Everybody would have their own ideas for what they'd give their place where they lived. But mine mine was very special. And Afoa, that particular village, the whole clan of Uzaroi, they welcomed me in a, in a very wonderful, warm, kind, friendly, generous way. And uh, it would sure be nice to give back. 
Okay, so I've gone on for 15 minutes. I think I got rid of the, uh, the venom that was building up in me. And, um, I mean, there's probably... I don't know if I made any notes to... Uh, I'm, I'm still working, of course, on the book. I, I know there are passages in the book that are just... I, I'm, I don't got, do not come across as a very nice guy... And I don't want to hide that and just show me as a nice boy. Um, but at the same time, hmm, I don't know. Uh, kind of funny feelings, but, you know, hey, it's a little late for that. I'm, I'm going ahead. Oh, uh, the new Cuso book is out. This is wonderful, volume two of that. And they even gave me a plug kindly for my book. So uh, that's wonderful. Um, yeah, there was a quote here uh, about loving yourself. Oh, Kevin had said something um, that, gosh, be yourself and people will accept you for who you are. That was it. Maybe I already mentioned that. Uh, that was advice given to him by his father-in-law, I believe. Just be yourself, and people will accept you for who you are. That, that simple. It really resonated uh, when he told me that this weekend, but or last week. Um, a good one. I'm a quote. I'm going to use for uh, the book, this second volume, uh, by Alan Watts. Of course, the art of living is neither careless drifting on the one hand, nor fearful clinging to the past on the other. It consists in being sensitive to each moment, in regarding it as utterly new and unique, in having the mind open and wholly receptive. Now, there's a lot to swallow in that. I'll uh, leave that to you. You can pause, rewind, listen again. I won't repeat it. So, uh, yeah. All right. That takes care of things. Maybe this is the end of the podcast. Uh, let's leave it at that because it's. Uh, I just want to get it done. And uh, Ooh, that wasn't nice. Bye for now. <laughs>